How's it going, guys? This is Dan Figella here at Sentient Potential and Tech Emergence, uh, where we interview uh, startup founders and folks in the uh, technology space. I'm lucky enough to be the consummate expert in this particular domain. Mr. Neil Patel is a startup uh, fellow. He's been involved in the consulting domain as well as a prominent speaker and author as well. Neil, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Cool, man. Doing well. Um, and I know uh, we had caught up a little bit off uh, off cam here for a sec on some of the topics we'd be delving into. Uh, for the folks who, who um, you know, are familiar with your story, obviously you began in consulting, got involved in so many different startups, and obviously had to build a lot of teams really from scratch. One of the hot topics for us as of late has been, you know, how does a startup team form, and how should someone who knows of their idea, they know the direction they're headed, um, how should they go about constructing a team in terms of uh, networking or going through friends or, or being able to build that initial pack of people that's going to be able to take an idea to the next level? Yeah, so what you have to do is you just got to hire people that are smarter than you, right? And a lot of it comes from brands, networking events, just getting to know people. There's no quick way to hire good people because good people are always hard to find. Yes, they are. And the trick as an entrepreneur, they say the great entrepreneurs aren't necessarily the smartest, but they hire people who are smarter than them. Uh, so, for example, I'm not the best engineer. I'm actually probably a shitty engineer because I don't know how to code other than basic HTML stuff. I myself would never go and hire an engineer who's as good as me. Why? Because I suck. <laughs> I would go out there and try to find the best engineer that I know, as well as other engineers say that, hey, this guy, John, is awesome. Go and hire him. Right? You're trying yep. to surround yourself with people that you can learn from, who are the best of what they do, so that way you don't have to worry about that division within your company. You're looking for leaders. Got it. Cool. So obviously, seek and, seek and hire that degree of expertise for yourself. Um, and for the folks who maybe begin with less capital to start off in terms of being able to buy up that expertise, in terms of meeting them, did you begin first just with networking events and your group of intelligent friends um, and sort of branch from there? Yeah, exactly, right? And if you don't have a ton of money, you don't hire leaders because leaders are expensive. If you're to hire them if you're trying to expand very fast. Yep. What you would do is if you're starting out and don't have a ton of cash, you have to be scrappy. Hire people who are hungry, who will work really long hours, will do whatever it takes. They may not be the best, but they're good enough and they're better than you and they can probably get the job done. Once you get the job done, you launch, you get some traction, sure, then you can hire some more successful people or better people or whatever it may be. But start off thinking things through very carefully under your heart, right? You want to make sure they're a cultural fit. You want to make sure that they believe in the same values that you believe in. You want to make sure that they're going to stick with you through thick and thin, right? No yep. matter what happens, they're always going to be there. Big time. Okay, so find those those hungry people, as you had mentioned before, and be willing to put in the sweat equity off the bat. Of course, you need that early on. Um, and uh, the the next question I want to be able to dive into you with was, I know, again, another bit of your story here is you began uh, with a lot of consulting work as, as kind of an initial business for yourself and began funding um, your successful projects such as Crazy Egg with the funds that you had gleaned from um, consulting in other projects. Do you recommend that folks as a viable strategy who are looking to go out there and build startups take that same road? Do you look back on that like, oh, goodness, I how, how could I do such a crazy thing? Or do you see that as, a, as you know maybe an undervalued strategy for funding your startup projects? Get something that you can build capital quick with, like potentially consulting as you did, and use that to fund your stuff. Do you see that as a viable or, or a recommendable strategy for folks out there? Yeah, it is a good strategy, right? We did it, 37 Signals did it, the guys who sold Urchin, which is Google Analytics now, to uh, Google, right? They yeah. use a similar strategy. So 
you can try different things. Don't nothing has to be perfect right away, right? It's all about just trying to figure out how can you get money, and if that means you're gonna consult and do things like that, that that's fine. So cool. Um, so okay, so beginning with some projects that are a little bit. Uh, easier cash flow to be able to kind of get that dough in the door. And where did you initially learn and, and approach kind of your, your consulting stuff? Did you literally just go out there and say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out how to sell this stuff and I'm going to figure out what I'm going to sell? Or what kind of took you to consulting and how did you discern that initial model for yourself? Yeah, I stumbled upon that model. For me, it was more so I went out there and I was going to conferences and I realized that people are interested in consulting, so I just saw them. Eventually, I ended up realizing that, hey, I could actually do other things than just consulting, like build products because consulting is not scalable. But yeah. I didn't know that at the beginning. Like, it really took me a while to figure that out. So you kind of bumped into consulting, but as it turns out, it's a, a strategy that seemed to work for you because it got you the, the dough to self-fund those initial projects, I suppose. That's correct. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, my, my last question for you here really has to do with... Um, the juggling of multiple projects. You would just said it right now. Nothing off the bat has to work. It's about being being able to iterate. It's about being able to adjust and, and move as you go. Um, obviously, you've been involved in multiple projects for quite some time. Um, you still have your Neil, uh, your Quick Sprout site, which is doing some stuff for you. You're, you're still involved in a lot of different places. Um, how do you recommend startups or, or folks who are involved in startups who are juggling multiple projects like yourself to be able to compartmentalize or or be able to work on multiple projects? I mean, are you trying to find stuff that's related so you can somehow keep a similar mind stream? Are you really just diving into whatever's, you know, real hot and passionate in your own mind and then finding a way to, to, to clock out at this time and move into this project? How do you juggle multiple important startup projects at one time in, in different domains? Yeah, the way you juggle them, and I try to only focus on one at a time. Okay. Right? Like, you're seeing me do a lot of stuff by myself. I'm not doing that much. I'm focusing most of my time on Kissmetrics. Yep. But at the end of the day, you do multiple projects by just being a good plug manager. Like, I'm really efficient. I'm good at managing my time. And most importantly, I'm really efficient, right? Like, I know how to manage people. I know how to hire good people. And that's probably the biggest one that most people don't realize. Hire good people. You hire really good people. You don't have to really micromanage or worry about getting stuff done. They worry about it. They worry about getting stuff done on time. They worry about it being perfect. They make sure that there's no bugs, right? Yeah. And that all goes back down to working with good people. Can't hire them. Be a contract. Make them a contractor, right? Can't do that. Then give them equity. Whatever it may be. Try to convince them to work with you. Cool. So bring bring good people on board and be able to delegate and, and cut stuff off. And as you had mentioned, you're normally only working on one thing at a time. For you, is that one thing at a time in the moment or one thing at a time for like a series of, you know, three to six months or something? Like obviously right now, as you had said, most of your times with KISS metrics, um, are you really kind of putting most of those other projects on hold or do you kind of like, again, you know, clock out and move in to other stuff um, as of now? How did you mean that one at a time idea? One at a time as in just, like, I just work on Kissmetrics. I don't really think about anything else. My work on Quickstraw helps drive traffic to Kissmetrics and users. So yep. I see them as very related. Cool, okay. But I not to do too many things at once. Got it. So if you are in, involved in multiple projects, finding a way to have them feed off each other, as I had mentioned before, maybe driving towards a, a similar purpose or cause towards the main project that you're, you're most heavily invested in, so that kind of single-mindedness in that respect. That's correct. Cool. 
Awesome. Well, th those are the uh, the questions I had had for you today, Neil. I sincerely appreciate you taking the the ten with us today. I know grabbing even a little bit of time is not always easy, but I'm happy that we were able to have you on board. And as soon as we have the article wrapped up, I'll be sure to let you know. Thank you so much for being able to join us today, brother. No problem. Thank you for having me. Cool. Hey, thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're an entrepreneur or a future thinker uh, with an interest in businesses, transitions, or technologies that have the potential to alter human potential, then make sure you check out techemergence.com. It's our main blog site where you can see all of our other interviews with uh, top startup leaders, uh, entrepreneurship experts, and folks in the domain of technology, cutting-edge emerging technology. Uh, if you have a particular interest in how technology can affect the future of human consciousness and our conscious experience, and be sure to also check out sentientpotential.com. There we explore a lot of the ethical considerations and really serious moral matters of emerging technologies, in addition to interviews with great philosophers and technology experts of our day. Uh, more than anything else, always feel free to reach out if you can find us via email. Um, you can reach out to us there or whatever other way. Find us on the blog. Be sure to drop comments. We believe that the serious uh, conversation about the future is not only open-minded, but also interdisciplinary and multifaceted. So we'd like nothing more than to be able to glean your ideas as well. Um, so with that being said, with the best of intentions for a brilliant future, this is Dan Fagella signing off. And we'll see you next week.